Welcome to The Slip, an Atlanta sports podcast for the true ATL. And I am the host, Brandon Baird. You can follow me on Twitter at Bairdian underscore slip. It is a lot of things to get into today. It's great to be an Atlanta sports fan. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of excitement in the air. There's a lot of good things moving over the past 14 days. Um, since the last uh, podcast that I had out. I tell you what, this is not the place where I thought the Braves were going to be. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. We're also going to talk about a little bit of Falcons talk. And uh, my final thoughts are actually going to be on Atlanta United. Um, But I got some big news for everybody uh, to start off the podcast with. Um, As you are probably listening on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts, or if you're listening live, welcome on in. But big news uh, that I have been accepted into the Sports Accelerator Program Um, on Twitch. And what that Sports Accelerator Program um, shows is that uh, they think that I can talk about sports and I'm going to get paid for it. Um, so with that being said, you are going to get a lot more slip. You're going to get a lot more talk. Um, I'm going to refine the Sunday slip uh, where it's going to be slips uh, Sunday 7. It may be a slip and sip. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, but what I will essentially be doing is I'll be going over the seven hottest topics of um, the week during that podcast or during that show. And it was just going to be live interactive on Twitch. I may post it on uh, the podcast, but maybe I'm not. Maybe that's just something where you got to tune in to to see. I don't know. Um, but we'll figure that out. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then I also um, am thinking about just having a little bit of a just chatting where I want the viewers, my people in the chat, uh, I want y'all to ask me questions. I want to hear y'all's hot takes. I want to hear where y'all's mindset is at, and I want to get um, down with that. Um, But it's a lot of big things coming, um, so expect a little bit more slip slip action. Um, And I'm not talking about your lady. Um, And it's just going to be a lot of fun. Um, But you know, I got to tell you who I'm slipping on first. You don't want to piss them off. Here is what he's slipping on. I'm slipping on the sports media, particularly the MLB sports media. Um, it's been it's been a lot of talk about the MVP race lately. Um, we have about five weeks late uh, left in the MLB season, and with five weeks left in the MLB season, means of course that people are going to be like, who has been the best player in each league? Um, of course. The favorite right now in the American League is Shohei Ohtani, who's a modern-day Babe Ruth, but a little bit better um, in terms of pitching and hitting in one season. I don't, I'm not saying that he's better than Babe Ruth, but in what he's doing is very impressive, followed by Vladdy in the AL. But in the NL, you have Tatis, who's a clear favorite. And it's about three or four names under him that um, are also getting some consideration because if Tatis cannot stay healthy, he will not get the MVP. 
there is a certain amount of at bat that you have to get. Um, and if he doesn't meet that threshold, he's not going to be able to qualify for the MVP. However, even if he does qualify for the MVP and he still is injured or the Padres don't make the playoffs, that is going to hurt Tati's chances of getting the MVP. Now, you're probably wondering, hey, Slip, why, why are you talking about national information when this is supposed to be a, um, a, an Atlanta sports show? Why aren't you talking about Atlanta sports? Well, it's because I'm slipping on the MLB media because they aren't getting my man Austin Riley enough consideration for the MVP. And I know y'all seen the tweets out there. I know y'all saw my poll. Um, and this was over the weekend where I had a, a poll comparison that compared two players. And as most of y'all had not figured out by now, those two players that I said that um, th- that were in those polls um, was Bryce Harper and Austin Riley. Over 80% of the people that voted in that poll said that Austin Riley was the person that they would choose as MVP over the other person, over Bryce Harper. So tell me why Bryce Harper is getting more recognition. Tell me why Austin Riley isn't getting any recognition at all in the national media. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's not fair. And I'm not saying all things have to be fair, but we have to really understand what kind of bias that Bryce Harper is holding. He's getting this recognition because of his name. He's getting his, this recognition because he's the hot guy. He's the guy that people are saying, yeah, that's, that seems like a guy who's, who's right in line with the MVP voting. That, that's the guy who I, I think should be without looking at any other stats, without actually adding any more thought to that process. And that's not okay. Because at the end of the day, you have to look at who is most valuable for their team, and you have to look at how their team is performing. You, you really do. And if you look at how the Braves are performing... They're performing pretty well right now. They've hung around for a long time. And you look at the Phillies, they've been mediocre and they've continued to be mediocre. And you know who's been mediocre as well? Bryce Harper. And the only reason his name was in the talk for MVP um, over the past, I'd say, week or two weeks is because he had one really good week. He had one really good week. And if one really good week is just going to be able to propel yourself into the MVP talk, then what are we really doing here? Are we really evaluating people for the whole season? Are we actually evaluating people for what they have contributed to their team over the whole season? Which Austin Riley, um, after a very slow start, has really kicked it up, has hit over 330 has had a crazy amount of power in that span. But they aren't going to give him that recognition because that name's not hot. So I'm slipping on you, MLB Media. 
And it's probably not going to be the last time. Because this is the same mistake that y'all make time and time again. That you're all good when it comes to the hot player that you like. But when it really comes down to it, you actually aren't diving deep into what you need to know. You aren't diving deep into the actual facts that make a player an MVP candidate. And that's who I'm slipping on. You're listening to The Slip with Brandon Bear. Alright, it's time for some Braves talk. And a couple weeks ago, I said it actually was a good feeling to finally... Um, do some Braves talk and then they did some shit that I didn't even think that was even possible they went on a nine game road winning streak and they tied um, a record not they tied the second place record for most road wins at 12 a streak that started um, against the Cardinals carried over to Washington or Uh, It was in Washington, um, and then carried over uh, to the Orioles, carried over um, to some other teams. I can't remember the teams that they played. Anyway, they won 12 straight road games. They had won 16 out of 18, and more recently, 9 straight. This propelled the... The Braves from being five games back and then two and a half weeks later being four and a half games up. And even losing two to the Yankees, those other NL East teams like the Phillies and those other NL East teams such as uh, the Mets. Papa, thank you for the sub to Ronnie. Those other teams weren't able to catch up. As we stand right now on Wednesday, August 25th, the Braves are four and a half games up on Philly, and they're six and a half ahead of the Mets. They are finally playing the Braves baseball that they need to be playing. They're finally showing that they could be a team that can actually win. Now that's good and all. But now they need to show that they're a team that can actually be dangerous in the playoffs. Because the postseason for this Atlanta Braves team that has won three straight division titles is what really matters. Now we can say that Ronald Cunha, who just got to get the sub, is hurt. Okay. Well, there's a lot of other ball players that are just as good. There's a lot of other ball players that are contributing to this team right now and are actively the ones that are contributing to this current streak that they are on, this current winning, winning trend that they are on. And they can show this over the next three series that they're playing. Now, they stumbled a little bit against the Yankees. However, I do feel like overall they played well. I did. I don't think that they were overmatched by the Yankees. The Yankees just outplayed them. However, this next series against the Giants, this next series against San Diego, 
where they also have to finish a suspended game from a couple months ago. And this next series against the Dodgers are going to be the true test of this team's character. Now they had their character tested a lot over these years, over this past year, because this team is a team that couldn't get above 500 until earlier this month. They had lost 10 straight games when they reached 500. If you ask me what kind of team that looks like, that's, that's a team that looks like a mediocre team. That's a team that doesn't look like they're going to make it to the playoffs. Now, they're looking like a team that's going to make it to the postseason. And i like them to be a team that can at least win one series in the postseason. And they are a team that I think can surprise people. They have the pitching. You have a top three of Charlie Morton, Max Freed, and Ian Anderson. That's three tough pitchers that you got to face. And then you got a, a, a guy who was pitching like an ace before he broke his hand, Roscoe Yanoa, who just came back and is pitching pretty well. Those are pitchers you don't want to face. We have a bullpen that's been pitching their butts off. Now, we can get into that conversation about Will Smith, but you can just check out the last podcast when I went in on his butt. However, the rest of the bullpen, Matzik, over the past 30 games, has been lights out. Only one hit, one hit from a right-handed hitter in the past 55 at-bats. They got Rich Rod from the Pirates who's pitching lights out and he's pitching in situations against the high leverage spots. He can come in in the sixth inning. He can come in in the eighth inning. But he's going to pitch against that 3-4-5 and five guy, that 2-3-4 guy, whenever they show up when the bullpen is needed. I think Snicker is using him excellently. You got Chris Martin, who was pitching well, stumbling a little bit, giving up a home run to Roughnet Odor. But still pitching way better than he was at the beginning of the season. Will Smith is still getting saves. All of this combined with the hitters of the Braves infield. Where you have MVP candidate Freddie Freeman where you have MVP candidate Austin Riley, where you have Dansby Swanson, who just surpassed 25 home runs, a Braves franchise record for home runs for a shortstop. And you have Ozzy Albies, who has 22 home runs, can't possibly get over that 25 marker. And that's not even counting the outfield trades that they got. This team is in a position to do something dangerous in the postseason. They just have to hit at the same time. They have to bring it all together. And that's the thing that I don't think they've been able to do against the good teams yet. They haven't brought it all together. Earlier in the season, they were being carried by... um, They were being carried by Ronald Acuna. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's that damn good. 
he can carry a team like that. But now, it's time for everybody else to stand up and do what they need to do. And that's really what my keys for this Braves team comes down to. It comes down to the bullpen continuing to do what they do because they've been pitching a lot better. They're not blowing those leads. And Dansby and Austin Riley have to keep it up. If they keep it up the way that they have over this past month, this Braves team is not going to be the team that you want to see in the postseason. Because they got the hitting, they have the pitching, and if they just bring it all together, it's going to be a nasty team that neither the Dodgers, even how good the Dodgers are, the Padres won't want to see them, the Giants won't want to see them, and the Brewers won't want to see them. But this is their chance to prove that. And if they stumble at this point, we'll see. But this is their chance to show, hey, we're supposed to be here. And let's see if they actually do it. You're listening to The Slip with Brandon Baird. All right, all right. It's time to get into some Falcons talk. And we are still creeping up to the first game of the season. You know we have a um, we have the the Falcons preview show with the slip um, with uh, my brother Mike Clayton. That'll be coming up within the next week or two. That's going to be exciting. Um, I'm really excited about this season. I think that uh, this team can do something. And the first two preseason games have been absolutely unwatchable. They've just been uneventful. And part of that is largely because they aren't starting the the, the starters right now. They aren't playing them. They aren't even playing them for for like a series and that's fine I guess you do have a lot of talent that you need to assess within those backups now that you only have three preseason games instead of four but my goodness man with the Falcons having a new coach they're going to have a new tight end that's supposed to be the new big weapon and they have a new defensive coordinator all of those things make you worry about What's going to happen? We have a whole bunch of unknowns. Now, Kyle Pitts apparently is tearing it up in, in, in a Madden, and that's cool, but I want to see him tear it up on the damn field in real life. That's what I want to see. Because right now, I don't know what he's going to do. I think he's going to be good, but I want to see it. And it, it's that it's that anxiety about not knowing what's going to happen. I just want to see it. Because he's going to have some big shoes to fill. I don't expect him to be some next coming of Julio Jones. I I really don't. Um, I think that would be unrealistic. Julio Jones is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Regardless of what he does the rest of his career. 
but the things he does in the rest of his career will probably only contribute more to a Hall of Fame career. But I don't need Pitts to do that. I don't need Calvin Ridley to be a Julio. What I need Calvin Ridley and Pitts to do is go out and be them. Because if they go out and be them, this Atlanta offense is going to be special. And this Atlanta offense has always had the talent to be special. They've always been pretty damn good. But it's always been the defense that, that's kind of helped them back. It's always been them not being able to run the ball late in situations, late game situations where you can eat up the clock. So these teams won't come back on you over and over and over and over and over again. Some of the things that I would like to see out of this coaching staff are some things that I would like to see in the preseason. And I just haven't been able to get that. It's a little bit disappointing. Like I said last week, the preseason is not going to be able to tell you if your team's going to be good. But it can tell you if this team's not going to be prepared. And right now, with these two uneventful preseason games... The Falcons do not look prepared. They just don't. I, I, I hope that they continue to try to do something to where they show us a little bit of something. Something where it's like, oh, that's a new play. That's something that they're going to be able to use in a, in, a, in a regular season. But that's just not where we're getting right now. And now a lot of teams over the NFL aren't actually playing their starters, but there's so many unknowns with this Falcons team when they were supposed to when they're supposed to be a team that's gonna step up their record from the previous year. Bill Barnwell of ESPN predicts them as one of those teams that's gonna greatly improve on their record. And I think it's definitely possible because Atlanta has shown that they have the talent. They've shown that they have the talent. They just need to bring it all together. And that's what I'm hoping that they'll be able to do. It's just bring it all together. And that starts with the offense. You got to start with your strengths. And that comes back to Kyle Pitts. He's supposed to be playing on this next preseason game which I think I'm going to be in Charlotte for. But if I if I see one catch, one first down for 13 yards, I ain't going to stop talking about that man. That's how eager I am to see this guy play. I'm just really excited for him. And this is that time to where you can have that excitement as a football fan. You can have that excitement to say hey man this is this is the time where they're going to go out and actually do what they need to do but it really all depends on how they carry out in this preseason game cuz if i don't see anything good coming from this last preseason game i'm going to be worried going to the first game of the season but this is just why I want to see out of this last preseason game. I just want to see Pitts make one catch. just want to see him make one. Another thing I want to see is the defense. I want to see is this defense going to step up. Are they going to be able to stop the run? Are they going to be able to get after the quarterback? 
Because if that defense is able to get do those two things, and they apparently have some young talent that's able to do those two things, this team is going to be good. I'm not saying that they're going to be a Super Bowl good, but I think they're going to be at least competitive within their division to make it to the postseason. Now, remember, there's seven teams that make it into the postseason into the playoffs in the NFL nowadays. That means nine teams don't. What they're saying is you have to be in the better 40% of the teams in your conference. And I think it would be greatly disappointing that the Falcons aren't able to reach that point. Now I'm going to walk something back. Because I have said that the Falcons preseason games have been uneventful. And it's been largely been true. Uh, but one big event actually did happen that kind of affects, kind of doesn't. And that's A.J. McCarron went down and has a torn ACL. It's probably going to be out for the season. That means right now the Falcons currently don't have a backup QB. Felipe Franks out of Arkansas didn't look good. So the Falcons signed Josh Rosen, former first-round pick. I think he was a number three overall pick. I like this signing. I also hate this signing. Because... There's a lot of film that says that Josh Rosen is not an NFL quarterback. Is Arthur Smith, new court, new head coach and offensive coordinator of the Falcons, going to be the one that's going to change him? Are they going to? Is he going to be the guy that's able to fix Josh Rosen? I don't know. At some point, these coaches got to stop believing that they're going to be able to fix every single bun that comes off the street. He's on the street for a reason. And this worries me. Because having a backup QB is, is just one of those things that you need. Because here's the thing. If your quarterback goes down for five or six games, you're probably not making the playoffs. It's just what it is. You're probably not making the playoffs. But if your starting QB goes down for one or two games, you want someone who's actually confident to step up in that role and actually have your team be competitive in those games. We saw it last year with the Cowboys. Cowboys were a good team last year. They really were. Dak was looking like an MVP. But then they had Andy Dalton and Ben DiNucci. And you saw what happened. Now you see Andy Dalton talking that mess up for the Bears. Saying that he's going to be the starter and that he, he wants to be given a chance. I don't know why you give that man a chance, but hey, 
That ain't my team. That ain't my business. I got to worry about Josh Rosen. So that's my last key to this last preseason game. Because the bar is very low for the Falcons' backup QB. A.J. McCarron, when he was healthy, wasn't lighting things up and looked pretty awful. Felipe Frank scrambled for 50 yards, but I don't need him scrambling. I need him throwing the ball. And that's something that I haven't seen that he's been able to do. So I'm going to look for Josh Rosen to come in there and just show that he's able to complete some easy passes. Because it's something that Felipe Franks and, jo- and, and A.J. McCarron were not able to do. Now I feel sorry for him because these 6-7 string QB or wide receivers that the Falcons are running out there are not good. Nobody wants the, that 4th and 5th string wide receiver spot right now. But Josh Rosen, he's a former first round pick. He was that pick for a reason. He was pretty good at UCLA. Or he was at USC. No, he was at UCLA. uh, Sam Darnold was at USC. Josh Rosen's a smart guy. A really intelligent guy. Let's see if Arthur Smith is going to be able to change him and make him at least a commendable NFL QB as a backup. This is The Slip with Brandon Baird. Atlanta United is finally a team that's watchable after being unwatchable for the past year and a half. Gabriel Heinze and Frank DeBoer were two coaches that did not instill that same energy that Atlanta United had. They had a certain energy back in 2017. They had a certain energy when they won uh, the championship in 2018 that they had not had the past couple of years. Over the past month, some of that hope has been restored for Atlanta United. With Gabriel Heinze out and Gonzalo Pineda in, Atlanta United is looking up and looking like a team that can't be reckoned again in the MLS. Gonzalo Pineda is a highly regarded assistant who has attacked for developing young attack for developing young talent and also understanding the MLS. That is the kind of coach that is different from the past hires that Darren Eels wanted. However, I think is a good foundation for what Atlanta United and the city of Atlanta's soccer scene needs. This has been the Slip and Atlanta Sports Podcast for the true ATL I am, of course, the Hope Brandon Baird. You can follow me on Twitter at Bairdian underscore Slip. Please rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. I'll talk to you all next week.